Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast. Well, it's a new year, 2022, and we've got lots of stuff ahead. I want to encourage you to check our website, especially our events page, because we have in-person events happening very soon, including our first ever in-person service in February. Check it out and join us if you can. We'd love to have you. But for now, let's get to the podcast. Well, 2022, a new year, and isn't it great to start the year with that time of communion, to just come before the Lord and remember Him and put first things first, and that is Jesus, and then to worship together and just say, Lord, we want fresh wind. We want something fresh in you today, and uh, I hope you had a good Christmas and New Year's, you and your family, and it's amazing how fast it goes. You know, as soon as you set it up, you have to pack it down, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure when you put your Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff away, but ours is gone. It's kind of sad, you know, to put it away. But, you know, oh, well, we uh, make the most of the Christmas season while it's here. But on to 2022 and uh, new beginnings, new dreams, new goals. Are you a New Year's yearly goal setter, New Year's resolution person? I'm not. But <laughs> I do like to take the new year to reassess and and really um, seek God and 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 and, and ha- have time of just pressing in and investing into my walk with the Lord. You know, uh, I just started a 30-day Bible reading plan where I go through the whole Bible in 30 days, uh, mainly listening to it, but just being in God's Word for hours a day. It's honestly helps me so much to set up my year well in my devotional life before God. And it's not too late to dive into something. You know, it's only January 2nd. It's not too late to say, Lord, I'm going to give significant time to you. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to seek you for something fresh in Jesus' name. But today I want to read from Mark chapter 2. It says this in verse 18. Once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. You know, much of Jesus' ministry was marked with criticism and questioning, um, largely from religious people and people in uh, places of authority, but also just from people in general who were curious and, and, and confused as to what he was doing and what his followers were doing and how he was healing people. There was a lot of uh, curiosity going on about him. And in this scenario, uh, it, lays it, it lays it out perfectly in verse 18. We read, once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus. So there are three groups of people mentioned in that one verse. There's John's disciples the Pharisees, and some people. Now, some people, likely Jews in the area, come to Jesus and his disciples and ask the question, and it really probably was just out of curiosity, uh, hey, you're a Jewish teacher. 
you're, you, you have disciples following you. You're teaching them. Why aren't your disciples fasting like John's disciples and the Pharisees? Why aren't you doing the same thing as the well-known Jewish people around? Because the Jews participated in a whole stack of fasts. They fasted for the Day of Atonement in, uh, for Yom, Yom Kippur. They fasted for uh, to commemorate when Moses broke the two tablets and the fall of Jerusalem. They fasted to commemorate the fall of the first and second temple. They fasted to remember the assassination of Gedaliah, uh, the governor of Judah under Nebuchadnezzar. They fasted to commemorate Esther and the fast she observed while under the threat of Haman. Uh, and in addition to that, Jews fasted corporally for, for mourning in response to God's judgment, or to appeal to God, or to accompany a request. It was just fasting, fasting, fasting. And John the Baptist was likely in uh, prison at this time, we believe. And so his disciples may have been fasting for his release, or just fasting in general for the repentance of Israel. The Pharisees often fasted to show their discipline and religious passion. And during this time, we believe Jews practiced multiple fasts a week okay so and it's interesting to me how people knew who was fasting it's like they had a big sign fasting uh right now look at me um and and jesus even speaks of this i think it might be in matthew 6 i could be wrong but he speaks of this and says hey uh you know when you fast don't fast like others do and put dust on your head and make the whole world know I'm fasting, I'm fasting, but fast before the Lord in secret because he sees you in secret. So it obviously annoyed Jesus, this whole kind of uh, like religious posturing that was going on. Like, oh, look at me, I'm fasting. I'm very passionate before the Lord. And um, But Jesus and his disciples, they didn't do that. And it confused people. So they asked them why. Why aren't you doing what others are doing? And Jesus answers with a metaphor. He says this in verse 19. Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them. But someday the groom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast. So Jesus was basically saying, we have no reason to fast right now. The disciples have no reason to fast right now because I'm here. Uh, but when I am taken away, which we know refers to the cross, or it could even refer to when Jesus ascends to heaven after his resurrection, then they will begin to fast. And if you see all the reasons why Jews fast for mourning, for for uh, for requests to God, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm here right now. So there's no real need for that, but there will be need in the future. Uh, but right after this is where I really want to focus today, because Jesus says something really profound. He says this in verse 21, besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. New wine calls for new wineskins. Now, this statement from Jesus is a big one uh, because he is speaking to the religious structures and culture of the day. And he's basically and prophetically saying, God is doing something new. I am something new. And the way you're doing things right now won't be able to contain it. 
It just won't work with the way you're doing things right now. Jesus was bringing about new spiritual life, and this could not be held in their current way of living for God, in their current uh, religious kind of things. In other words, formal and compulsory fasting would not fit the freedom and spontaneity of the new life Jesus was bringing. Uh, Their religious ways of doing things just couldn't contain Jesus' way of new life. New wine calls for new wineskins, Jesus says. And this is something that I've been sensing in my heart as I've been praying and asking God, look, what, what should we talk about, Lord, uh, this new year, this new, these new beginnings? We're a new church. Uh, and I, I really just want to encourage us in the area of just being renewed. And, and being open to new things in the Lord. Are we stifling new life in old forms? And there is no doubt in my mind that God wants to do new and fresh things in your life this year. Absolutely. Uh, irrespective of if there's lockdowns or not, or if your job changes, or whatever else is going to happen to you and all of us together this year, God is still moving. He is. Uh, The kingdom of God is still advancing, and I'm believing in your life and my life for new wine, and I want to be prepared to that, for new, for that, uh, for new life in God, for new things. Uh, But in order to receive the new, we often have to be renewed, right? Uh, Be renewed in our thinking, be renewed in our passion, be renewed in our perspective. Uh, We often live subject to the culture and routines and ways of thinking that are around us. And it rubs off on us over time, right? It rubs, this is why we need time to just, uh, it, to go before God and his word and reassess. You know, like my kids are growing up in an Austin household. <laughs> uh, they're four and just about to be two, and they are doing things the Austin way. And it's not because they've come to this independent conclusion of, I'm going to do things the Austin way. No, it's because they are growing up in an environment, an Austin house, (laughs) and they do Austin things. And their two biggest influences, mom and dad, right, are, are in many ways, molding how they see the world and how they react to things, right? And all of us are influenced by the world around us. Uh, We really are. Have you ever uh, gone down a YouTube rabbit hole? I know for me, this time of year, you know, when it's kind of, you know, holiday time, you know, I find myself just kind of going, you know what, I'm going to watch this video game review, and then I'm going to watch this. And then anyway, I found myself watching uh, these like mini documentary on the Chernobyl nuclear power plant disaster, which I know just random, just like YouTube rabbit hole kind of thing. But it's interesting because, you know, they had this uh, nuclear reactor that exploded and then they had a whole team come in and build a sarcophagus around the reactor to hold in all the radiation. And then they built this other new thing. And I don't even know how they're going to deal with it. They've basically built stuff around it to stop the radiation from leaking out and hoping that in the future, future generations will be able to go in there and fix it all up. But the interesting thing that I, I that I notice is, you know, all this like uh, exposure to radiation, you can't see the radiation, right? Unless you have a device that tells you, hey, you're in a really uh, toxic kind of 
spot, the radiation is, is peaking here, uh, you have no idea. And I think that is a lot like the effects of worldly thinking and culture and even religious frameworks. We don't realize that, we're, that it's having an effect on us. Unless we have something that can tell us, and unless we have something that can say, hey, whoa, 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 you're getting, uh, this is affecting you big time. And thank God we have his word, amen. We have, uh, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have good faith friends around us. It says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. It's really talking about the heart, right? What a powerful encouragement. My thoughts, my attitudes. Doesn't that just sum up where most of our issues lie in this area of, of, of being influenced by the wrong thing or, or, or just being stuck in our old way of thinking? And I, I believe this is what Jesus was speaking to in Mark chapter 2. The thoughts and attitudes toward God and even toward life around them uh, of the Jews uh, at the time was in need of renewal. New wine calls for new wineskins, he says. And what thoughts and attitudes need renewing in your life as we start this new year? Uh, what needs renewing in order to make room for the new things that God wants to do in your life? And he does. Don't doubt it for a second. He's not done with you. He's not finished with you. You know, you might have had a year last year where things were like, oh, you know, we might feel like, oh, I haven't, what, what have we done? You know, works, we just worked and kids have gone to school and just done this and done that. Hey, hey, God's not done with you. He's got new things for you. I know many Christians and I have been one at times that just get caught up with the old, right? The old songs. You know, I, I was a worship pastor for many years. I had many, many people go, oh, why don't we sing that old song? I say, well, that's because it's, was written before I was born and no one knows it except you. But I understand you're really like fixated on the old, right? The, the good old days or, or the way we used to do things, you know? And, and if we're not careful, we can become like that old wineskin, dry and rigged and unable to, um, uh, to receive anything new because we're molded to the capacity and the thinking and the thoughts and attitudes of the old way, right? We want to be renewed. We, we, we want to have new life flowing through us. New wine is coming for you. We want to have new dreams, new ways of thinking. Uh, I speak to you today, new ideas, new friends, new doors to open. I mean, we're a new church. <laughs> we're going to have new types of meetings this year where we can actually gather together and worship together and pray with one another and, and, and not have just me speaking to a camera, but we can all be together. How awesome is that? There are new things coming this year for you. There are new things coming for you and your family, but it requires... It really does require new thoughts and new attitudes. New wine calls for new wineskins, Jesus says. So over the next couple of weeks, I want to focus in on, on this topic of being renewed. Being renewed. 
Now, of course, we know that renewal starts with Jesus believing in his name, receiving his grace. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And that new wine Jesus was talking about was obviously the Holy Spirit. And that new wineskin was this new way to be saved, this new way to have peace with God, right? This is what he was bringing about. And, and on top of that, I believe that Jesus also wants us to be renewed in our thoughts and attitudes. And that's just in his nature to do new things. It's in his nature to, you know, some people believe that God did everything back then and now he's doing nothing new. I don't believe that at all. I believe God is dynamic. I believe God has new things for you this year. New wine calls for new wineskins. So for now, let me encourage you, spend some time in contemplation before the Lord maybe in silence before him, uh, in (laughs) self-assessment. Open your heart to him afresh. Uh, Give him room to speak to you. Get into his word. Maybe even now as this service wraps up, you might want to take some time with the Lord. Have you given him your year yet? Have you said, Lord, this year I'm living for you every single day of this year. This If you're going to give me another year of my life, Lord, I'm living it for you every breath, every day. And I mentioned before, that Jesus' renewal really starts with him. Jesus' renewal starts with him. He's saying, hey, new wine calls for new wineskins. He's saying, if you want to experience my life poured into you, you need to be renewed. Do you need to turn to him this first service of the year? Do you need to give your life to him today? Do you need to give your old, you think about an old wineskin, rotten, dry, That's what our lives look like before we encounter Jesus. But when we give ourselves to him, he renews us. He doesn't just patch us up. No, no, no. He gives us a whole new life and he pours himself into us. Do you need new life in him today? And if you do, I'd love to pray a prayer with you. And the words are going to come up on the screen. Pray this to him. If you need to make a fresh start with Jesus today, and maybe you've never been a Christian and you want to accept him into your life today, pray this prayer to him. And this is the beginning of an amazing journey. The prayer goes like this. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again and today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, Uh, What an amazing way to start your year with new life in him. We'd love to help you. So head to our website. Let us know that you prayed that. We'd love to send you a Bible. Love to get coffee with you. Maria would love to catch up. We'd love to help you on this journey of following Jesus. And everyone, church, if you're uh, sensing in your heart that, hey, Lord, a hunger to be renewed, man, let's chase after him. Let's give our year to him right now starting right in this moment. Come on, let me pray for you as we close. Lord, I thank you that you want to bring new things to us uh, this year. Lord, I thank you that this isn't just wishy-washy Christianity, Lord, but it's what you said. You said you would bring new life. You said you would pour in new 
wine. And Lord, we open our hearts to you. We ask you to help renew our thoughts and our attitudes. Help us prepare for what you are wanting to do in our lives this year. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for every family, every uh, job, every workplace. Lord, I pray that there would just be a sense of renewal happening over this early year season. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll have an awesome week and stay in touch and we'll see you soon.